Welcome back to Fitness Manifesto. I am one of your hosts, Kim, and joining me is... Justin. Welcome to this new show that we've started, which focuses on life, awesomeness, friendship, and fitness as a whole. Now, I, I'm going to give two shout outs before we get started here today. And the first is, uh, again, to Ted, I love this backdrop. And secondly, to... Oh, Buzz, I have two more that we could use as backdrops. I sent them to you. Hang on. We'll look offline on this after this episode. And I would love to, we'll load those and put them on here. Secondly, Zoom, I want to say thank you for, because before there'd be a lag, like you'd move and you could like, it is instantaneous now. So Zoom and Ted, you guys rocking it this year so far. So great job. Yes, I agree. No, and either, um, also my mother-in-law commented on the backdrop and we, you know, we were talking, talking to her last night and she commented to the backdrop and says like, oh yeah, I made that. And he's like, I make a lot of their content actually. <laughs> I take their pictures. And we are forever grateful and we want to continue to use him. So absolutely. Now yeah. We, we need to do new pictures. Agreed. And I, I'm going to tell you that, so I think our last episode, I'm not sure which all these are going to air, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to solve and answer a question that we ended on last time that I didn't Ooh. give Ted a review. <laughs> <laughs> and not only did I give him a review that day, okay, there's screenshots of it. And he was so stubborn, he wouldn't resend me the link. So I had to go to Google. <laughs> He's Andre sometimes. He he was, but it was so funny because I ran into him at the event this weekend and he was so funny. It was like, totally like, hey, back to normal, whatever. Like, hey, okay, we're good again. So I, uh, no, I got to tell you, he will never, you'll, he'll, he's not that person. He doesn't act that way ever. He won't change the way he talks or the way he acts. You know, like most people are like, I don't want to talk to you, you know, and act real fake. Ted is not that person. He's not. So and even that's fake. I got you. <laughs> No, but even if something were to happen, he's over it like that. He'll move on and be like, what, what are you upset about? We'll ask our daughter or something, you know, and he's like, well, what are you so mad about? And she's like, well, do you remember? And he's like, oh my gosh, we've moved on. <laughs> well, okay. Since we're talking, well, first of all, congratulations Ted, this bad. Awesome sauce. I do have to say you were smiling when you uh, crossed the finish line this last weekend. Well, I want to know what was going through your mind. Was it, I completed this or, oh my gosh, thank God I'm done. It is done and over with. I mean, were you more positive when you crossed with that smile or were you like, oh, it's off your shoulders. This is done. You've crossed it off. I got to know. What are your thoughts? To be honest with you, it's kind of a blur to be like, so the part that I that made me, I think if I had to guess, my feeling was elation to be done with it, right? Because it was 30 some degrees, it was windy, it was cold. And so to be done with it felt great, but it also was that sense of, I did it in a fairly decent pace. You know, I did it, I think in two hours, 25 minutes, something like that, and it was my exact time, which I was, I was aiming for 2.15, so 10 minutes over with all those conditions, I thought was pretty good. And the guy at the end that was like, catching up to me, I just sprinted to the finish line as fast as I could. Ending that strong made me feel like a bad awesome sauce going 13.1 miles and probably that last 0.1 mile just sprinting as hard as I could that changed my everything it made me just felt really strong. Okay, with you having that much energy at the end, does that tell you that you had more to give throughout the race? Yeah, you know, I thought about that. It's a great question. And I don't know. I, I think oh, I know I it's a good I know it's a good question. That's why I also <laughs> How dare I even say that? Because everything mm -hmm. that you pontificate that comes out is, is is not only wise, it's witty and it's resoundingly accurate. Yep. Yep. Uh, I agree. 
as you should. I would say I paced it well. And the end, if I had pushed that hard for probably the last mile or so, I probably would have hurt my muscles, to be honest with you. They were starting to get fatigued. So I think just doing that last little sprint for maybe a tenth of a mile, maybe a little less, was probably the right, that was the, that was the right thing to do. Okay. Looking back on the race, because you were like ready to go. You were, we had talked about it last week. You were excited. You were, you were itching. What in your head do you think you could have done better? I haven't said this yet, but thank you to you and Ted and Kelly and everyone for coming out. So thank you for that. Uh, you don't have to thank us. We show up for each other, right? I know, but it's still, it's always nice. So uh, I'm going to actually tell you a story at the beginning and then I'll get to that question. Does that sound fair? You can tell me however you want to tell me. Story, I got there. Not story, I don't care. I got there about 45 minutes early, which is typical for a race because I want to make sure that I find good parking because you never know when you go to these things, how it's going to be set up, where everything is. So it's just nice to get situated and not rush out to the corral. So anyways, I was sitting there and the car next to me was filled with pacers. And for those that don't know what pacers are, they'll, they hold up the sign and they say uh, seven minutes, 50 seconds, you know, they hold eight minutes, whatever, you know, per mile basically. And then they, on the other side, it shows you when you'll finish if you're at that pace. So they're all sitting in this car together. There's like four of them. And this one poor guy keeps getting in and out and I'm listening to music and I keep seeing him and the, the bathrooms were maybe 50 feet away and he keeps running over and then coming back and you can see he's discouraged. <laughs> so the last time I'm getting out of the car, it's like 10 minutes before the race starts, maybe 15, something like that. And they're calling all the runners over. You hear him and he's just like, God damn it, I got to poop so bad. Why can't I poop? <laughs> and everyone in the car is dying laughing. I don't know. And he's a pacer, so you can't stop. So the poor guy had to go whatever pace he was at. Whatever happened to you that night before, I'm sorry. And I hope that everything went okay. <laughs> but, but we talked we talked about that last week too, you know, how people do that. And you you said that. You see that a lot. People trying to go and then getting frustrated because they can't. So I like that story. Well, so here, for those that want to know kind of a secret, this is what I do to help everything out. So the night before or the day before, I'll usually make, I have this really great vegetable soup that I have. So I'll, if the race is on Saturday, I'll do this Thursday and I'll make a soup and I'll eat that the whole day. And the next day, because it's so high in fiber and everything else, it kind of cleans the system out. So when you go the next day, you don't have to go no matter what. It's fantastic. And it's worked for me every race. So FYI, maybe too much. What all is in your soup? It's got zucchini. Let's see here. It's got kidney beans, tomatoes, onion, a yellow sweet onion. It's got zucchini. It's got cucumber and sweet potato in a vegetable broth. Interesting. When you say vegetable broth, like a like an actual the vegetable broth that you purchase. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, okay. I and mean, I put some spices and stuff, and it's it's really it's a it's awesome. I love it. How often do you eat this soup? Once or twice a week in the winter. In the summer, don't eat it at all. Because it's too hot. Yeah, we get in line, we start running. And I thought the first pace was great. Like I, I came out of the, the gate really strong. And I, up until I saw you guys at like mile post six or seven, I was doing great. After that, I the wind, this wind tunnel just like kicked my awesome sauce. I didn't prepare for that. So your question was, what would I have done differently or whatever? And I think that the biggest thing mentally was I was doing so good with the weather up until that point in time, like I was feeling it, I had no issues. And then when I hit this four mile stretch, it was just this ongoing, it felt like it would never end. You know, I started getting in my head a little too much. And so I think getting out of my head more would be honestly one of the things I would do the most is have more positive talk. 
all the things I'd planned for weren't there, like a mile marker, something like that that you can look at in the distance and say, I can get to that point. It was just a straight shot. There was really nothing to look at and say, I need to get to there. I need to get to there. So all the training I had done mentally kind of went out the window and I had to rethink about things. And so I started laughing. I started thinking about you guys at the end of the finish line. I started thinking about the game I had to coach afterwards. So I got my head out of that a little bit and it helped. I think those are the things that helped get me through it. And honestly, knowing that I'd made it that far. Why did you let something so little affect your game? I think it was the fact that I, I was so proud of all the different trainings I've done for this that I wasn't prepared for that one thing. And so I was like, oh, crap, like, like I have to toss everything out that I was thinking about and, and kind of recalibrate. It. It, it was having to adjust. And usually I'm really good at that. But I think at that stage of the game, it just caught me so out of left field. So then next time, how would you have prepared yourself differently so that when you get to that point in your next race, you're not like, mm -mm. I'm old for this. So I think there's a couple of things. One, it's being prepared for all those things in terms of, I got to make sure my gear is 100% before I get in the car. And I packed it the night before and I just grabbed a pair of gloves. I didn't think about the exact pair I wanted to use. You know, going through that checklist of things I think would really help. The other thing is enjoying that moment more because a lot of the time, especially when, when I'm running, I'm like, I've got to get to there. I've got to get to there. But I'm not appreciating the fact that not only am I lucky to be able to run, but I'm also doing it. You know, like, like, I'm not just saying I'm going to do it. I went out there and I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I didn't drink enough, which is never my issue, which is very weird. Like I told you yesterday, just briefly, I was so excited because we get to the end of the race. I'm like, man, I feel like I, I hydrated like that. And then I tossed because we were running the game. I tossed my water belt to Jackson. He's like, dad, you didn't even drink one of these. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I think being more aware and having that plan in my head, because it was basically every mile I was taking a, a couple shots. So basically two to three ounces of liquid every time. And apparently I must not have been doing that because they only hold, each one only holds 10. So there's no way I could have done it. So was there electrolytes in your water? What was in your water? Or was it just water? When I run, I rely on them to provide the water because that's like nice. Like they'll pass out the water every two miles, three miles, something like that. So I'll get grab water from them. But mine is usually filled with uh, electrolytes. So I've got one that's filled with like BCAAs, basic chain amino acids um, and electrolytes. And then one. So I start off that way because they're longer to digest. So like by the time I'm further in the race, they're replenishing what I'm losing. And then the other one are like quick carbohydrates like the salts and a tiny bit of like sugar. So what you're saying is you need to uh, practice what you preach. Well, the sad part is I was prepared. It was just so weird. I couldn't believe I can't. I just, it, yes, I only don't need to practice it, but I need to be more aware too, because I was prepared for this and I didn't, I still don't know why I didn't do it. So then what did you do with your body whenever you finished the race? So this is a lesson in what not to do. And that's why Kim is smiling so hard. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my schedule was really tight. So I finished at like 945 in the morning, I think something like that. And I had a game to be at at 1115 for pictures. And anyway, so my time frame was really tight because the race was a little bit far. I basically picked up Jackson, I took a few sips of stuff in the car, dropped him off at a friend's house, came home, took a shower, went to the game, did all that. And by the time everything was done, I didn't really I mean, eat any solid food until close to 2, 30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm just going to say that was stupid. Like that was beyond dumb. And it's so hard on your body to go that speed. And, you know, I mean, I was up at 4.50 in the morning. I had a very small breakfast. I didn't eat a lot all day. I've stressed my body out a ton. All these things have culminated in everything that I preach here. I did not practice at the end. No, you did not. So then 
did you finish your water in the car or throughout the day? Did you finish those two water bottles? Yeah. So actually I didn't finish the ones that I brought to the race. I had a, another one in the car that had uh, chia. You're probably going to laugh at this, but I had chia seeds in it. <laughs> Which are great okay. for hydration, by the way. So they had those. I didn't finish that as fast as I should. So that was in a 20 ounce bottle. I was going to try to finish that all the way home. I finished that on the way to home and then on to the basketball. So I was down a little bit in terms of where I should be. And I'm just going to tell our audience, don't do what Justin did. No, Your body, especially after running in like that, needs fuel. And it has to be done with a certain amount of time whenever you are done doing your workout. Whenever you are done, you have got to hydrate. What is it? What is it, Justin? Up to like the, you've got 45 minutes or an hour after you are done working out that you need to replenish your body. Well, I mean, you've got to, yes, your body is most important because if you don't give it its nutrients or the hydration, you're not going to be running for very long. Justin, all I have to say is that was very dumb on your behalf. <laughs> Kim, I love your accountability and thank you. So my understanding, especially when it comes to running is you need electrolytes like throughout. So there's no excuse to never yes. get electrolytes that can actually cause severe muscle cramp. You can go into defibrillate, like atrophy. Like, I mean, it's bad. So electrolytes. Okay. Are and I can say this, you say during running and what's terrible is you had them like literally on your person and didn't even drink them. Tisk tisk, man. I'm still blown away, but I, I know you, so the audience is tired of hearing this, but I, I don't know why I didn't like, there's no Anyways, especially with running where you've like exacerbated your body and you've really depleted it from the standpoint of you're at like a four to five range in heart rate. All I mean, in terms of exertion, right? not only do you need the salts, you really need a lot of protein at the end of this to help refuel. And I mean, that, honestly, that's why most people after marathons get deathly ill. No one tells you this stuff, but like, I don't know what the true statistics are, but I mean, especially after a marathon, if you don't refuel your body, everyone gets sick. And they always say, oh, well, it's just part of it. You don't have to get sick. You're, you're born to run. Like, no, it's how you treat your body. And so I've been very good since then, but continue. Sorry. So I'm curious. Did you look at how many steps you took by the end of that day? By the end of that day, I had taken almost 30,000. When your race was done, could you tell a difference in your body as far as how exhausted you were because you didn't fuel your body because you didn't rehydrate your body or anything good were you dead to the world especially when you were like i have got to eat something which i would have brought something to the finish line had i have known that you hadn't done any of these yet ding dong but could you tell a difference whenever you finally sat down to eat that you were drained one yes from running but two from not eating and not hydrating and fueling your body. And how long did it take for you to finally come out of it after giving your body the love that it needed? I would say it kind of went in stages. After the race, I was I was really loose in terms of like clarity. Like I felt I was there, especially because I had to show up to coach, right? That was one of those things. I, I knew I had to show up for those kids. I wouldn't sacrifice that. I would say what really I noticed at big time was like I started getting sore, which is usually a sign. Like when you get sore immediately, it's not just because you have fatigue. It's usually because you're dehydrated because your body has a lot of lactic acid. You're not flushing it out. So I noticed that and I was like, oh, 
crap. But by the time 2.33 o'clock at the end of it, I was, I mean, I told my kids, I had Jackson and Seth with me in the car. I was like, don't just don't talk to me right now. Like, dad, I can't answer any questions. I need to go eat. And of course, when I, the minute you say that they have a million questions, right? So that was, that was a dumb thing of me to say to his dad, but I got there and I know most people are probably going to laugh at this because most people would be like, I got a cheeseburger. I got a steak. I got fry. I got something. I got a salad that probably honestly helped me a ton because it's a very, it, it's hard to digest, which isn't great, but it has a lot of stuff in there. It's very, you know, water soaked food. So it's very, it's helping to replenish things on a deeper level. So I think that actually helped a lot. I also did in between there at the game, one of the kids, the parents, Kelly had posted that I ran a half marathon. She's like, you just, you just ran and now you're coaching. I'm like, yeah. She's like, do you need anything? And I'm like, well, I'm kind of hungry. So she gave me a couple of the other kids bananas. I had those. So I, I wasn't totally out of it. But again, a banana is, is only so much like you need a lot of energy. So it helped. But if I had, a and I just have to say, he stole another little kid's banana. <laughs> there were a awful. couple children that, that didn't get the banana after. <laughs> Well, that was the best part. They kept looking, they opened up the bags and, you know, we're in this little huddle together and they're like, oh, I didn't get a banana. And I'm like, I don't know why, why didn't you get a banana? <laughs> and of course, Jackson wanted to wrap me out. He's like, dad, didn't I see you? I'm like, shut up, shut up. We're out of here. Okay. Gotta go guys. Gotta go. <laughs> so I think all those things combined are great lessons learned. The other thing I would do the night before that I didn't do that I usually do is I usually before I I'll have like a huge thing of rice with soy sauce on it because it has lots of salt in it and it's very simple to digest. So it's just, it's a good thing to help give you carbs. And it's very simple. I didn't do that this time. I had a much smaller portion of it. And so I think that also led to some of the after effects. How long did it take you to, uh, I guess, start feeling normal again? I think fully back to myself was yesterday. So three days. Were you sore? I'm still sore. Are you still sore? But not bad. Now today, I'm very little sore. What I'm feeling though is I don't have a desire to run. Like the movement there isn't in sync. Like I know I'm still off there. So it's still fatigued. But overall, I'd say I'm probably 90%. You have a marathon next, correct? Because you just ran a half marathon. The next one is a full marathon. That is correct. That's in March? March 4th. Yes. Oh my gosh. So like you got in a couple weeks. Two weeks. Yes. When are you getting back into training? Tomorrow. So tomorrow. How are you going to begin? What uh, are you doing first? This whole time I've been doing lots of stretching and stuff just to make sure the elasticity is still there, which is huge again. So I, I did follow my advice there. So we're good there. As far as the actual training stuff, I'm going to actually start doing more longer, but slower. So I'm going to do my, my goal is to keep my heart rate between zones two and three maximum. On Sunday, my goal is to get up to, I want to do 14 miles on Sunday to get out there and do it. And then on the rest of the following week, very low consistency, basically. So like four miles a day kind of stuff, just getting the muscles working and back in sync. And then on the next Sunday, so the Sunday before my Saturday race, I'm going to try to go 20. And then during the whole week, I'm just going to go very light, five, six miles on the night. Friday, I won't do anything. I'll go on a walk. I won't do anything to expend the energy. And then on Saturday, I'll run. Are you excited for this marathon? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm I guess the only fallacy to training like this is that I hadn't run a race like this in five years. So it's a weird feeling. You, your body, you, you start feeling things again, like understanding, okay, this is how much five miles is. This is how much 10 miles. Like you feel what it should feel like. I know what 13 is. And now I'm like, I have to double that, you know? <laughs> so can I do it? I know I can. Like, that's the good news about doing it. But I'm also now realizing, okay, this was a slog, especially when it was cold. The good news is in March, it will not be that cold. But now I'm going to be dealing with a whole different set of circumstances in terms of the humidity will be up. 
especially in March. It's going to be warmer, so I'm going to have to hydrate differently. So it's a different set of variables that I'm nervous about, and especially after not being as intelligent as I was this time. I got to make sure I don't overdo it this time, so there's this weird balance. Okay. What are you going to do to stay out of your head this time? Easier said than done, right? It's way easier said than done. And this was actually one thing that I didn't mention. I don't even think you and I talked about this offline was this was the first time I've ever done a race like this without headphones. I mean, literally in all my racing career, high school, everything, this is the first time I did it with, I mean, there was no headphones and it was a very cathartic, almost soothing experience doing it. Because usually I'd be like, okay, this song is here. That means that's how far I should be, you know? And this time I didn't know, I just ran to run and it was very peaceful and serene. So I think this time I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm not going to listen to music. I'm going to go run it. I'm going to enjoy it. So I'm going to make sure to smile a lot more. And I'm also going to stay hydrated. And I'm also going to, one of the things I was proud of myself this last time was starting at a decent pace, not starting slow, not starting fast, but starting at a decent pace so that I can continue that and end stronger as opposed to feeling exasperated by the end. So I think those are the things I'm going to be doing. I think I'm going to pay much more attention to when I hit halfway assessing how I really feel and like, okay, where is my body here? What can I push? What can't I? And just staying focused on the goal because that's enjoying the journey. Because like we had talked about a little while ago, I'm so focused a lot of the time on the end that I look back and I miss the accomplishment of just doing it. You sure did. Instead of smiling through it, you got frustrated and then you got down on yourself, especially with the winds. And by the time you hit the finish line, do you remember what you said to me? No. What did I say? You told me how hard it was. You said that's way harder than what I had expected. You were uh, not really smiling. I mean, you had finished it. You should have been smiling. I think the reality set in at that stage of the game, I have to do so much more now. Like after this next race, I've got nothing. Like there's nothing I have to do, which is nice. Like I can go actually take care of my body. I think it was really stupid of me to show up to coach. I know it's great to say that I did that, but it's also part of an ego thing probably to say, look, I did all these things. No. I disagree with that because you showed up for those kids. You know, you had a commitment that you had prior and you are their coach and you, you wanted to be there for them so they could succeed and they could feel accomplished in what they were doing. But I think what would have helped you is had you have focused more on your body. I think had you have eaten for one, had you have rehydrated for two, I think if you had had those things at the finish line and, you know, go into the game, I think your mindset would have been completely different. I really do. No, I think you're right. And I think this time I'm going to, so first of all, thanks for the feedback. I'm also going to really focus on the energy gels and stuff like that, because the the rule of thumb is for those that don't know anything over 45 minutes, whether it's any kind of like hard elliptical rowing, whatever it is, anything where you're, you know, really pushing yourself over 45 minutes, you've got to eat and drink after that. Like they're, your body just requires it. So I'm going to really focus and go back to stuff I used to use and and really, I'm going to crush this one this time. Right. Yeah. I mean, especially for showing up those kids, if you don't show up for yourself first, you can't show up for them. So, and I'm sure that they felt that whenever you did show up to coach them for one, kudos for, you know, you knew it was priority. You already made a commitment to it. But I'm sure that they could feel that you weren't fully in it because you didn't fully show up for yourself and feed your body and rehydrate yourself and take care of yourself first before you could take care of them. I think you're right. Good lessons learned. And it's much better, honestly, to learn these now than in a full. In in a full, this can actually, I mean, this can really hurt you. Of course, I've been listening to you 
go through this journey, but to show up and see you actually running it and watching you cross the finish line was pretty spectacular because you put in the work, you showed up for yourself. And I mean, that shows a lot. And you didn't bow out, you completed it, you believed in yourself, even though you had those self doubts in your head, you still crossed that finish line. So kudos to you for doing it. And I can't well, I gotta know, do you remember your time that we estimated that you were going to complete it in on the last episode? I can't believe I passed over this. At 210, right? Isn't that what we said? I th- maybe I think so. What did you complete it in? 225 47. Two hours, so minutes, 47 seconds. Yes. Yep. So you were what? 15 minutes off? Yep. Is that right? So you know where you can grow, you know, where you need to work on it. Absolutely. And You'll get there. This was awesome. So thank you, Kim. This was a lot of fun. And uh, I got to say, you are a fantastic interviewer. Oh, well, thank you. Because I can talk, right? Yeah, but they're great questions, everything. So I had a great time. I love being in the hot seat today. So this was a kind of changing roles. It was fun. I loved it. And to everyone out there, I want to say thank you. I urge you all this year, not only to focus on your health, but to think about pushing yourself in a different direction. Show up for you. Have fun with it. Enjoy it and crush it. Yes. Well, and it shows that if you are comfortable, you've got to pivot. You've got to get out of that comfort zone and you've got to push yourself. Because if you get too comfortable, you're not pushing yourself. You're not trying to be the best that you're going to be. So really push yourself, find your motivation, find the positivity in it. Look, strive for better because you can do it. And I mean, Justin, you've shown it. And I can't wait to hear about your next marathon. I know it's a full marathon and I don't, know if we'll be there for it but we'll see we'll talk more about it i can't wait to hear about it thank you for opening up to us about this because sometimes that can be hard especially talking about your failures or stuff that you need to work on and stuff that you need to strive for better and talking about what you did wrong that can be hard for people to even open up about so thank you no absolutely and uh, to everyone else out there and kim have a great day and thank you yes have a great day y'all And that concludes today's episode of The Fitness Manifesto. I know you guys enjoyed it. And Kim, I want to say thank you to you and to our audience for making this podcast what it is. Yes, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. And stay tuned for the next episode.